You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, Kayla Alexander had a busy summer, to say the least. Alexander ended the season with the Chicago Sky in the WNBA. After the Sky were knocked out of the playoffs, Alexander put on the red and white and was a huge part of Team Canada's success at the FIBA AmeriCup. Team Canada won silver, and Kayla Alexander was named a member of the All-Star 5 for the tournament. And as if that wasn't enough, she also released her book, The Magic of Basketball, which she illustrated and co-authored. And she's uh, with me on the phone to talk about it. Kayla, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. So uh, that's, uh, that sounds like a pretty uh, busy summer. Did you get any, uh, any sort of break at all? Um, well, yeah. At the beginning of the summer, I um, had a lot of downtime to just be at home and train before I joined uh, the Chicago Sky. So that's, this is actually my first summer where I was actually home in Toronto, which <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually spent a summer at home. So it was actually quite nice to just be home with my family, train, give my body so much of a break, and be able to do some things that I normally don't have the time to do during the summer. Yeah, I imagine it's been a, a long time since you've uh, had a, a, a summer off. Yeah, um, it wasn't the summer I had planned for myself, I'm being honest, but I'm quite thankful for it. And it being such a productive and wonderful uh, summer, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Now, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about your book. I've got it right in front of me here. But first, I just want to chat about the uh, AmeriCup, which uh, you won silver at there. What did it mean for you to come away with a silver medal at that tournament? Oh, it means, it meant a lot. Um, Obviously, you always want to go for gold. But um, I'm just really proud of our team and the accomplishment that we've had so far. Uh, We're not done yet. This is just the stepping stones, uh, just the beginning part. Uh, the goal, obviously, is to qualify for Tokyo 2020 and to hopefully uh, get ourselves a spot on the podium. But I think it just shows um, that we're taking the right steps and going the right direction in accomplishing our goals. Now, you had uh, an incredibly strong tournament yourself. Why is it uh, important for you to, to play for your country? I just think that's one of the highest honors that you can have to be able to represent your country on the world stage competing against some of the best in the world like I don't I just feel like that's such an honor and such a cool opportunity to get and I know it's a privilege because I've tried for many years to play on the Canadian Senior Women's National Team so I know how much hard work it takes to actually get here it's nothing that's given it's something that's earned so I'm just thankful for the opportunity to actually be able to represent my country and uh, compete for my country with pride. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, you, you tried to play for the country before. I understand you had to sit out last year from the World Championship because of a knee injury. That must have been uh, frustrating. It was, um, because prior to that, I tried out for the team twice and didn't make the cut. And so I just kept going back, looking at my skills, trying to improve as a prayer, player. And then finally, I made the team only to be knocked out with a MCL injury, but honestly, um, a faith, my faith is a big part of, that drives a big part of who I am, and I'd like to believe everything happens for a reason, for whatever reason, God just said it wasn't my time, and I still, the team still went out and competed in Tenerife, and I was able to support them from home, and now God has given me the opportunity, so I'm hoping I can, God willing, I'll stay healthy and be able to continue to wear the red and white and represent my country with pride. So yeah, what what kind of motivated you while you continued to try and, and, and struggle with making it, but then uh, obviously finally worked out, but what, what kind of kept you going? 
Um, I guess that that passion and drive, and it was a goal of mine for a while because I've always wanted to represent my country. Like I was fortunate enough to do it at the junior level with the National League Development Academy and the junior national team, and I wanted to be able to experience that and be able to hopefully one day call myself an Olympian. But I guess it's that um, stubborn drive that you just don't want to give up on your dream. Not yet. Like you just you know that you can accomplish it if you just keep putting in the work. So that's I guess that was it. Just that unwillingness to let go of a dream just yet. So I'm glad I stuck with it. So what was it like uh, this fall putting on that jersey? It was amazing. I was just <laughs> just so thankful that I was actually able to. Uh, I was healthy. I was able to actually go out there and compete alongside the girls, learn from some of the vets, and just try to be an example for some of the younger players. And just it was just amazing. I'm just incredibly thankful for the opportunity and for the chance to go out there and compete with the with the team. Now you mentioned uh, the work's not quite done yet. You're still trying to qualify for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. How important is it to to make it to that level? Um, I well, I think it's important. How I just think the opportunity to be able to call yourself an Olympian to really compete for your country and represent them at the highest level, playing against some of the best in the world like that. I don't know if it gets much better than that. And then also the women's team, they've put in the work like they've. Um, they've established a bar like they've gone to the olympic to the olympics multiple times so just wanting to like continue with the, tra the tradition and the i guess um the standard that they set already and just continue to build upon that now you, you mentioned how successful the women's program is it's currently yeah. ranked fifth in the world mm -hmm. do, you, do you think uh the program's getting the recognition it deserves given how strong it's been as of late I hope so. I mean, I'm in the basketball world, so I see some of the stuff that, like, when they promote about the team, but I don't know if that's because I'm already directly involved with the team at this moment. Um, so I'd like to believe that they are, and I hope that they do continue to get the recognition that they deserve because the team is full of talented women who sacrifice for their sport and for their country day in and day out to give, to give their all and to represent their country with pride. So. What do you think uh, has been making the, the program so strong as of late? Um, well, I'm biased, but I think there's so much talent here in Canada, like across the nation. There's just so much upcoming talent. Um, you can tell that there's a love for this sport, especially a lot, not just in the men, but in the women as well. Like You see the numbers improving with the number of women who are being drafted or going off to play, whether it's in the WNBA, overseas, um, the programs here in Canada. Um, also the coaching staff and not only just the coaching staff on the actual national team and like, um, the staff who help with rehab and injury prevention and the psychological part of it, but just in general, you just, I think that there's a lot of people who are p pouring in and dedicating time into women's basketball here in Canada and helping the game grow. Now, I, you mentioned the WNBA and the, the playoffs uh, just wrapped up with uh, the Washington Mystics winning it all. Um, one of the new things this year in the uh, NBA 2K20 video game is they added WNBA teams, and I, I'm uh, pretty sure you're on one of them, if I, I, if I uh, <laughs> check correctly. Uh, what's it like being in a video game? I think it's so surreal. I'd like to make a point, though. I don't know whose face they use because that does not look like me. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, the fact that um, I have a character that uh, is supposed to represent me in a video game that people are playing all over. And like, I think that's just so surreal because when I was 
playing basketball growing up, I never imagined like one day, Kayla, you're going to be in a video game. <laughs> We're going to be using you as a avatar to play basketball. So I just think that that's surreal. Like, Awesome. Have you played uh, played as a team yourself? I have not. <laughs> not yet, no. I'm not really good at video games, <laughs> just being honest. Like, when I played with my siblings growing up, I always came in last place, or I was target practice. Just not one of my skills that I have, if I'm just being real. Well, that's funny that now, uh, uh, however many years later, you are the one who's in a video game. Right. <laughs> never saw that one coming, that's for sure. And uh, also, also in the WNBA this year, uh, a, a lot more of the games were broadcasted on Canadian networks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that does for for the women's uh, game in Canada? Honestly, I think it helps it so much. It's representation is so important, and if people can't see like the game, like the women, the women's team playing, if if young girls can't see it, how do they know that we exist? How do they hear about it? How do they know? Like, oh my goodness. She looks like me. That could be me one day. Or she's from my city. Or she grew up in the same neighborhood as me, and she's doing what I love. So if I see that, I can see her competing and excelling at that sport. That means I can do that one day. I think representation is so important and huge. And also marketing is important because if you don't tell people about us and like let them know, like, hey, there are some incredibly skilled women across the nation who are playing at a, and competing at a high level, if you don't show that, how will people know to see it and support it? So I just think it's important, and I'm just so thankful that they are broadcasting more games and hope that they continue to do so and continue to show more of our games and just show the women's game and how it's, a, it's such an exciting game. And I, I I love the women's game, too, because I just feel like it's di- it's different from the men's game. Um, how do I put this? Different in the sense that uh, I feel like, we I don't know, just we're – it's full of like talented athletes who compete. We play hard. Not to say that the men don't, because they do as well. But it, it's different if you watch it. And it's exciting, and I hope that they continue to like show the game more. Absolutely. And do you think there's do you think there's more room to go with uh, regards to that representation, or, or oh, do you think they're so. doing enough now? What do you think? I mean, I think they've improved, but I will, I'm still gonna say we still have a long way to go. If I'm being honest. Oh, um, what do you think they could do then? Just honestly, show it more. Like, for instance, the WNBA, I don't even think they had it on ESPN. They had it on, like, what, ESPN2 mm-hmm. yesterday? So just things like that. Like, the whole WNBA series, for instance. They, I don't even think they put it on the main station. So just things like that, where I don't think they'd put the NBA. Granted, I know they've been around longer. and um, But, again, it goes with marketing and showing and letting people, letting people see that the, game's, that the game is going on and getting more people to learn about it. Um, if they just put it on, like, the main networks, continue to show it more, uh, advertise it more, even if you advertise it during, like, and uh, throughout, uh, whether there's commercials or whatever the case may be. I, I just feel like we still have a long way to go, but I am going to say we have come a long way, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, one of the things that can help, uh, obviously, uh, promote that is your book, actually. That's uh, if you want to talk about representation. Tell me about the coming up with this book when did you decide this was uh something you wanted to do okay there's so many layers to this <laughs> um for starters before basketball ever entered the picture i was an artist i'd still like to play my emma artist i when i was a kid i loved to draw that was my way of expressing myself that was just my thing it's something that i've always enjoyed doing and as i got older i also discovered that i really well when i was younger too i like i want to be a teacher that's what i went to school for 
So as I continue to grow into the person I am today and I start playing ball and I start developing all these passions for art, basketball, working with kids, education, I was like, how can I combine all these gifts? And I was trying to think like, okay, when I'm done playing ball, what? how can I combine all these things? What can I do? And then the idea came, Kayla, children's book. That allows you to combine all your ideas and your passions into one. So uh, that's kind of the idea for it. And then also, um, with respect to just, I wanted to create a character uh, that reflected like my life a bit because I think uh, the game of basketball, if I, it's just so much bigger than just basketball. Like yes, basketball is an awesome sport. I love playing it. I love dedicating hours to improving like to the skills of basketball. But basketball has given me so much that I, when I first picked up the basketball, I never expected like the things it teaches you, the life skills it gives you, uh, the gifts it gives you along the way, like the gift of travel through basketball. That's how I was able to see Canada, how I was able to see um, other parts of the world. Basketball taught me the importance of hard work, uh, perseverance, taught me um, how to fail, how to overcome failure. Um, basketball helped me to come out of my shell. I was such a shy kid growing up, and basketball helped me to, I guess, to satisfy my voice and be more confident. So I just wanted to share all the gifts and the life lessons basketball taught me, and I was able to do it through this children's book. How long has this been in the works? Was there a day where you decided, you know what, I'm going to put this all into a book? Yeah, um, I've been working on it for a few years. Um, I had a couple uh, uh, rough drafts that I started. The rough draft that I started when I first started putting words on paper and the product that I have now are two completely different things. I cut down a lot and changed and made it better. But I'm so happy and proud of the finished product. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, it's, when I was, when I play basketball, um, you know, like when you put in the hours, you don't always see the results right away, but eventually one day you go on the court and you're like, oh, this is second nature now. Like I don't even think about it. This, the skill or your reaction on the court just happens naturally. And to see that gratification, it was so cool to experience that with this book, like having, doing the hard work, uh, writing it, uh, different, getting changes, editing, all those different things, trying to put the illustrations together, trying to figure out what kind of style I want to do. And then finally seeing it as a finished product, it was kind of cool to experience that, not from like a, like, not on the court, but through this book as well, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, do you remember the moment when you first held a, a copy of the book in your hand? Um, like the final product? The final product. I had a couple of proofs first before <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> when I got the final product, I was actually in Chicago. So when I finally saw the finished product, I was like, wow, this is incredible. But I remember when I was at home, I got the first proof. And although it wasn't perfect to see, like, okay, Kayla, this is about to be a reality. That's when I was like, oh, my goodness, this is real. Like, this is actually happening. So. Now, this seems like uh, I know the, the, uh, the rigors of a professional athlete. You're uh, obviously spending a lot of time working on your game in practice, uh, in the weight room and all that. How did you find time to also create a book on the side? Well, this was, like I said, I've been doing it over a couple of years. Like, I just started writing, and then I started, get away from it, started again. And then finally, I, I told myself, this last year, I believe, I told myself, because I always have these cool ideas in my head or things I want to do, and I just talk about it. I was like, Kayla, enough talk. Just make it happen. Go out, try it. And if you fail, at least you can say you tried. And if you go out there and you succeed at it, then you can say, wow, I accomplished something. So I told myself, I'm just going to go out there and do it. So finally, I was like, okay. I'm gonna get this done. I'm gonna make this happen. So it was, I wanna say last year, that's when I started saying that about certain things or areas of my life. I'm like, just make it happen, just do it. And then to actually buckle down and get it 
like physically done this year, like beginning last year to this year was unreal. And then also too, for the illustrations, I actually finished them over the course of five, six months when I was playing in Australia. Uh, my teammates can tell you that I was always carrying on my iPad, <laughs> doing <laughs> illustrations, sketching, uh, trying to get the pages for the book done. So, I guess that gives you uh, something to do on some of those uh, longer road trips. Exactly. And when you're overseas, especially like a lot of us women, we go overseas to play basketball, um, you do have a lot of downtime. So like in between practices, if, um, that's usually when people can pick up a hobby or they work on other side products, projects or side businesses. So for me, during that downtime, I was putting in the work towards getting this book done. And uh, you worked on it with your sister. What was that like? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> when I had one version that was near towards the end uh, of the book done, I had it where it was like every other line was rhyming. And my sister, she's just gifted when it comes to words and putting words together and writing. Um, yeah, she just gifted that way. She has a, just makes things sound so eloquent and yeah. Um, God didn't give me that gift. It's okay though. <laughs> so <laughs> when I showed her my pro the finished product, cause I love my sister. She's always brutally honest with me. She, that's my best friend. So I showed her and she's like, Kayla, that's dumb. Why don't you just make the whole thing rhyme? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you're the one who's really good at this. Help me. So I kind of forced her to help me finish it. <laughs> and I was like, because it came out so well I was like I have to make you co-author because I took a, a lot of her time like after work I'd be like okay can you work on the book please and what do you think of this line or let's do this line and she'd be like no you can't repeat that again or let's find a different word or I don't like how this flows she's very like me in certain areas she's a perspectivist when it comes to words and writing so it was the perfect collaboration I think and I'm just so it's really nice to have this project that we did together and have both of our names on it so now, what do you hope uh, children take away from this when they, they read your book? Honestly, the first thing is I just want kids to dream big and then to realize if they have a dream, don't be afraid to go after that dream, but understand that it's going to take some hard work to get to that dream. So dream big and then put in the work to follow those dreams. The other thing I want for our kids is that basketball is such is a, is a sport that gives you so much. If you're willing to give to the sport and put in the time and you don't take the sport for granted and don't take advantage of the sport, it will give you tenfold. Whether it's a free education, life skills, the ability to travel, meeting new people, the skills to actually play the sport, it gives you so much. And the, basketball, the sport of basketball has given me so much too. Not even just from a professional level, but even when I was playing as a young girl in school, the, gift, the, the sport was already giving me so much. So I just want to show kids that um, if basketball can give you so much if you just take advantage of it, dream big, don't be afraid to go after your dreams, and yeah. And uh, one of the, the gifts you mentioned, uh, if I counted right, it was 10 gifts that basketball gave you, yes. um, was travel, and, and you mentioned it a bit earlier. How, how amazing has that been to, to get to see the world through playing a sport like basketball? Yeah, that's another incredible thing about the sport of basketball. It's global. And thankfully, the, the Lord has blessed me through this sport to travel the world. And I've been able to go to countries where I can't speak a little of the language. But I've been on the court with girls who don't speak the same language as me. But we all understand the game of basketball. And it has a way of bringing people together despite um, language barriers and cultural differences. And it's unreal. And then I feel like the sport of basketball put the travel bug in me because I love travel now. Like, I love seeing the world, experiencing different cultures, trying to learn new languages and the cultures that I go to. So 
yeah, it's been incredible. If I always recommend to people, if you get the chance to travel, and I understand like not everybody can afford it. So if you can find other ways to travel, whether it's through a sports or through your work or whatever the case may be, travel, it, it opens you up to so much and it makes you appreciate what you have at home. What have been uh, some of your highlights from uh, touring the world? I know you mentioned in the book that uh, Australia was one of the top ones. Oh, yeah. Australia and France are definitely the top two of my favorite play- playing experiences so far, just being able to travel. Uh, France, because that's always been my dream job to play in France. I love the language. Um, just, I've always been obsessed since I was a little girl. And then Australia, the beauty in Australia. My goodness. It's incredible. And Honestly, seeing these incredible sunsets, being near the water, just the nature itself, like, I'm, how do, uh, I'm like a, I think weird, I guess you can say, like, just something as simple as, like, a tree, and, like, how there can be thousands of different species of a tree, and they're all beautiful, and then just seeing how detailed and incredible this whole world is, and, yeah, just things like that just blow my mind, so, yeah, it's been incredible, and then being able to travel to Russia, that's also a cool, different experience, uh, I was able to uh, somewhat read it a bit. I couldn't always understand what I was reading, but my teammates <laughs> are helping me to like uh, learn the language a bit, being able to communicate some things. I know a few words from there, but yeah, it's just been an incredible experience for sure. I'm just thankful for all the places it's allowed me to travel so far. Now, I imagine playing internationally must also come with some challenges. Uh, yeah. Going to a new place and... Uh, oftentimes you pro- maybe you don't speak the language and you you don't know anyone. What? How do you kind of handle dealing w- with all that kind of change? Um, well, with basketball, you always have to learn to adapt. Like even when you're on the court, uh, teams do different things that you used to. If you can't adapt, uh, you usually don't have success in the court. So it's the same idea. Um, and honestly, I think it's the level of the game that drives a lot of us too especially like a lot of us when we go overseas and play because we're away from our family and friends. We miss big events like birthdays, holidays. Um, sometimes the best way to communicate with our family is through uh, uh, FaceTime or WhatsApp, but it makes you just, it, it, you do it for the love. And like, even though some challenges that you might experience overseas, I just, I feel like it just teaches you to just go with it, to adapt and, um, I just think it makes you a better round person overall. And like you just, it just opens you up to a new way of thinking, more appreciative. And I don't know if that really answers your question, but. It does. Uh, has there ever been any uh, challenges with the language barrier when you're overseas? Uh, oh, yeah. Plenty <laughs> of times where you're trying to explain something and you're trying to sign it out or you take out your Google Translator and you're like, oh, no, this is not what I meant or that is not translating properly. But you, you find a way to either communicate it or um, you find a yeah, you find a new way to communicate it or you find a way to sign it out or to draw it or you find a way to figure it out. And then sometimes you don't figure it out and you just go with the flow and then eventually you'll find a way or you find a translator or someone who can help you along the way. Like usually teams provide you with a translator, which helps, but sometimes things do get lost in translation. But you, you make the most of it. So it's always a fun adventure, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now you've done what uh, uh, many professional uh, players have done is uh, you, you play during the WNBA season there, and then you go over overseas and play during the WNBA off season. What's that like? That's got to be a bit of a intensive uh, a year. It is. It's a lot on your body, and um, it takes a toll. Because for me, I was doing that for a while, and then. 
I had to step back a bit and take a winter off because my body and just mentally, I was just mentally and physically drained. And um, I think it's important to know when you are mentally drained and take that step back. Um, but yeah, it does take a toll on your body. But again, um, a lot of us do it because um, uh, we're trying to compensate our pay. And oftentimes we, get, we make more money overseas. And on top of that, too, it's a great way to go overseas and just continue to work on your skills and improve as a player. And then on top of that, again, I think for a lot of us, it's the love of the game that drives us. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we could choose or if we could find a way to make a decent living and only have to play one season and then be able to rest in the off season, I think we all appreciate that and love that. And hopefully that is the case one day. But until we go back, until we get um, that marketing into the game, people start learning about our game, people investing in our game, um, the representation, until those things change and the game grows, we won't have the opportunity. So we are making right steps in the right direction, I think, but we still have a way to go. I was just going to say, do you think there, it's moving towards that? When do you think that could be a, a reality? I don't know exact dates, if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, that's I fair. Like, I think we're making the right steps. Like We are growing. Like this, we're, we're making the right steps. We're getting there slowly but surely, but... We, it takes time, and I, and people always forget to like um, the NBA. They're not. We're in our twenty-something season. The NBA, they're, they're in their what? Their eighty-something season. So, considering how young our league is, we're still making. We're doing pretty well for ourselves, but we still have a way to go. And I just hope that it continues to grow, and people see the value in women's basketball and are willing to invest in it and put money behind it. Because I know it's a business at the end of the day, but. We put out a great product. There's so many talented women out there who are playing this game, and I just hope that uh, women will get the recognition that they de that they deserve. Whether maybe it might not come while I'm playing, but if it comes for the girls in future generations, then I feel like that would be great. So as long as the game's constantly growing, I'm happy. Absolutely. Um, just before I let you go, any uh, any more books in the works, or is this uh, the only one? Oh, no. I definitely have more ideas that I definitely want to put out there and more books that I want to write. And I'll hope, probably force my sister to join me in the process as well again. But yeah, no, this isn't, this is the first and I don't intend on it being the last, if that answers your question. That does. Uh, have you been able to see any children uh, reading it and seeing their reaction? Yes. Oh my goodness. That's the best part. My favorite part is when people hit me up on social media, they send me pictures, and I see young kids reading it. One that really touched my soul was when um, one of my teammates, niece, I believe, she sent me a picture. Her mom, she asked her mom to put her hair into uh, two puffs, like the character, because she wants to look at the character. And to me, I was just like, oh, representation is so important. So when I saw that she was rocking the two puffs through the book, that just fell to my heart. So I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. If it's inspiring young girls and if they see like themselves, even young boys too, but if I, especially young girls who look at the character and they're like, ooh, she looks like me, I'm going to dream big. Um, or if they use the pages in the back for writing out their dreams and their goals and they start working towards those goals. If I inspire just one person to chase after their dreams, then this book has done its job. That that's the important part, right? Letting people know that this—it's not just a, a impossible dream; that it can be a reality. Exactly that part. Awesome. Well, uh, Kayla, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I would recommend uh, anyone who uh, has someone in their life that they think should read the book—a uh, uh, a young child, uh, absolutely—and even if you're not a young child, I enjoyed reading it too. So, uh, oh yeah, a, a, anyone should uh, pick it up. 
Exactly. I, I feel like the messages in the book, although it's geared towards five to nine-year-olds, the messages are for everybody. Absolutely. Well, Kayla, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Can I add one thing? Absolutely, you can. If you want to get the book, you can get it on my website, KaylaAlexander.net, or on Amazon. And I understand you're also asking people to uh, share on, on social media as well. Oh, yeah. If you have a magical basketball moment, like a gift or an awesome memory or cool experience that you've experienced through the court of basketball, share that with me as well. Either take me in a video or a picture, and I'll be posted. I'd love to see how basketball or the magic, your magical basketball moment. Well, I'll, just while we're on it, I'll share mine. And one of it yeah. is being able to talk with uh, some of the uh, great Canadian athletes through this podcast. It's been a pleasure. I've had some of Canada's top athletes, including yourself, uh, Kia Nurse, Jamal Murray, all sorts of incredible people who are doing incredible things, and it's uh, it's really exciting to watch and uh, do see athletes do other things like uh, put out books and things like that. So it's been uh, it's been a pleasure for me uh, growing up with the sport of basketball as well. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Kayla, and uh, good luck with uh, the rest of your uh, fall. Thank you. I appreciate it, and all the best to you as well. And that was Kayla Alexander professional basketball player, national team member, and author and illustrator of The Magic of Basketball. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to the podcast. That's always uh, much appreciated. And uh, make sure to share it with your friends and family and whoever you think might be interested in listening to uh, conversations with uh, some of Canada's top uh, athletes and coaches in basketball. Uh, if you have any questions, you can find me on social media at Canada's Court. Uh, that's on Twitter and on Instagram at Canada's Court. And you can also check out the website, Canada's That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.